0: Tip FM's Extra Time with Ronan Quirk.
1: Brought to you by your winning local team at Real Estate Alliance. Oriea Own Dylan Nina, OREA Stokes & Quirk Conmel, and Orea Seamus Brown Ross-Cray. See realestatealliance.ie. Hello,
2: good evening and welcome to another edition of Extra Time. My name is Ronan Quirk. We're here until 8 o'clock this evening. We'd love to know your thoughts on another busy weekend of sport across the Premier County. Our text number is 083-311-3311. If you want to use WhatsApp, that same number applies. 083-311-3311. And our twitter handle is at tip f m sport. lots to reflect on on a busy extra time this evening because we will have the county football semi finals which took place over the course of the weekend in both senior and intermediate and junior as well so we're trying give you a reflection on all those and indeed there was a very significant semi-final in the Premier Intermediate hurling competition as well as Lara Dara overcame Cashel King Cormac. Lots to talk about. Let's start with hearing from Clamel Commercials manager Tommy Morrissey. He spoke to Stephen Gleeson after their 14 points to 10 victory over Moyle Rovers. In uh, Ardfinn yesterday afternoon, it's
3: an extremely tough game, tough battle as my Rovers always give us. But um, I suppose it's satisfying as well to come out of a tight game before a county final. You know, it gives us a lot to focus on. So you take the positives out of it, and my Rovers never, ever, ever are going to give us an easy game. And that's what that's the way it played out today. And it was great to dig it out in the end with 14 men for the last 10 minutes. It was really satisfying, to be honest. But I am right.
0: Yeah, yeah, because uh, my Rovers had chances there to get a goal near the end and the goals... You know we're empty at one stage, and the keeper was out the field, the defence was out the field, and my Rovers had that empty goal. They'll possibly re- regret that because they were just three points down.
3: Yeah, they, they had an opportunity, I suppose, but it, it wasn't it wasn't very clear either. Like, and we did, um, I thought we defended it well when we had to. We held the ball well when we had to. So, and Michael has the license to come out of the goal because he is extremely good in that area. So we felt we needed to do that with um, with fourteen on the field. Michael gave us the advantage of giving that extra out ball. So, you know, that's just game management and I thought, to be fair, we managed it really well. And you had the
0: lead built up, I suppose, that stood to you when the game wasn't going your way and the pressure was on you in the last... Quarter.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like look the first half I thought our start was really, really good, and that's what we aimed to do. We aimed for an important good start and we got that. But then of course we missed with we some bad ways in the first half, Stephen, which we'll have to zone in on and see around our decision making around that. Obviously, a penalty miss as well. So there are opportunities you're hoping to take, and then you're you have a bit more of a gap at half time, um, which then allows for the likes of a scenario when a black card happens. But look, you know, as I say, semi finals are there for winning. Um there's no trophy handed out today. We know there's an extremely tough test in two weeks' time against Jay. K Brackens an extremely good side, and like that, there will only be a score between us at the end, I'd imagine.
0: Usher uh, McConville was on his way out there of the dressing room as well, and uh, he's bringing something extra to your setup too.
3: Yeah, look, it's, it's just a fresh voice. Obviously, a man of his experience, he's 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 seen everything and done everything at club level and inter-county level. So, let's be brutally honest; those people are lacking in Tipperary. So, to get someone from the outside, and again, from the characters that come from Northern Ireland, you know, they bring a little bit of steel to the dressing room. So, that hence why we've brought him into the setup. And uh, county final now against Brackens I think it was 2019
0: when they played G in the final They were an up-and-coming team Young players And they're a lot more mature now of like. so Paddy Cadell has really become one of the best footballers in Tipperary
3: Conor Cadell So it's going to be a great final brilliant final Stephen I went up to the RAG yesterday and I, and I watched it and I thought Bracken's to be honest I thought they were better than a one point um, victory uh, over, over Upper Church I thought they were in control of the game and started a bit like us they miss score opportunities as you said Jack Kennedy is probably as good an inside forward as you'll see in the county and outside the county and then sure Paddy Goodell everyone knows him um, since he's come back from injury he's, uh, injury he's obviously given them a lease of life and in both the hurling and the football they kicked on since he's returned so yeah he's a massive impact to them. And uh, while you, how will you Prepare for this will it be everything the same or
0: try something different or what do you think
3: now look we, we've a lot to work on and that's evident from that 60 minutes there so we'll certainly be zoned in on those things and um next two weeks we'll 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 train hard and we'll look forward to a county final we're fortunate enough that this group of players have been in a few county finals in the last number 10 years really so it's an experience that we're used to but in saying that we know Brackens, it's going to be, are completely up for it, as you said, a few years ago they got to the county final, they didn't, they feel they didn't turn up on the day, so they're going to be up for this one and it should make a great final.
2: That's Tommy Morrissey of Clomel Commercials speaking to Stephen Gleeson after their three-point victory over Moyle Rovers our Finnan yesterday in the county senior football semi-final four-point victory sorry my apologies Clomel Commercials 14 points Moil Rovers 10 points was the final score in the other semi-final on Saturday J.K. Brackens much tighter affair J.K. Brackens one fourteen, 14 Upper Church drum ban one thirteen. Michael Hyland from the Brackens spoke to Stephen Gleeson at the full-time whistle Yeah
4: look we've liked to come out of the win um, we've played these Upper Church a number of times over the last few years, hurling and football, and it's always been really close. We lost by two points last year in the football. We played them here in the COVID years, and we won by two points in the end. So like, they're always very close games, uh, very attritional. A few lads been off injured there. Let's we'll see what they're like. But you know, look, we're to get out with the win. We lost the quarter final last year. We're actually getting back to the semi final and going one, one step further. So we're thrilled with that
0: real test there you know tough match and Upton went to 14 players in the first half but uh, you just you didn't you found it hard to break free from them because they, they're a sticky team I suppose
4: oh yeah no they're a very good team they're very good footballers I mean they were in the final last year they, they did well for a long stretch of, I don't know Clamel probably pulled ahead head out at the end but like, they're a very good team we're used to playing them over the years some very good footballers two Shannons there they put Anthony over the bar so they're, they're a hard team and like that we had the extra men but so it was hard. and hard, especially in football with an extra man, because you know people might sit back a bit more. We're trying to think that be more time than we have, and George came up and pushed us really hard around the middle third. We found it hard to break it down and get the ball inside. So look, we're, we're thrilled enough to get out of there with the win.
0: When you did get the ball down there, Jack Kennedy was looking for us, and uh, he produced some. Great kicks for you and great plays there, you know, aided by the Cadell's pushing on up the field to get the ball to him.
4: Yeah, like Jack started very well in the first half, and Jack and Linden were going really well inside there. Second half, we kind of struggled to get the ball into them, but they kept on showing. And with the few balls we got, Jack did very well. He won a free, uh, which we think we didn't score from, but he scored the result in forty-five, which was a, which was a massive score for us. And he's been putting up big scores for us all year. So look, we're very happy with how we how we played. And look, like I said, a few more of them there. Linden started very well. I didn't get the ball into them enough, but like we're very very happy with Jack and with all the lads to put in a great effort all year, and we're thrilled now to be in a, Looking forward to a county football final.
0: Yeah, and uh, you're going to meet up Church again as well in the hurling like uh, relegation final as well. High tension in that one now as well, and that's on the horizon too.
4: Yeah, it's a funny one the way it's worked out. Like this is last this year now we're playing in two weeks in a row, and last year we played in two weeks in a row in, in the our football quarter final and the hurling quarter final. Obviously they won the two of them, um, so look we're after drawing first blood here today, but don't think it'll have a whole pile of relevance next week. Um, Obviously, next week the sex will be really high. I don't know. It's a different type of pressure, where you're pressure to go through and maybe pressure not to, to not to make the drop. But look, we'll uh, we'll get back to in the week and get, get hurling on Tuesday night and see see where we are from there. Mm. And
0: however that hurling relegation final goes, you have the county final in store.
4: Yeah, it's 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 mad. Like we're we're, we're trading out to be in a county football final. but We have to obviously focus on the week ahead and then the minute Saturday or we so it be this day week we're playing the church again the hurling the minute that's over we'll be focusing on the football final and all the other semi-finals on tomorrow mile and mile over. so we'll get a look at that and see see what see what the two teams are made of and see, go from there That's Michael Hyland speaking on Saturday
2: ahead of the commercials Mile Rovers match which is why he was referencing going in to have a look at that but uh, he now knows that Brackens will face Clamel Commercials in the county senior football final in a fortnight's time. In intermediate football semi finals, there was a win for Aherlow over Sarsfields, 212 to 8 points, while Grange Moakler will face Aherlow in that intermediate football final after their 212 to 7 points win over Galty Rovers. In junior A, it's going to be Sean Tracy's against Carrick Swan. Sean Tracy's defeating St Patrick's 214 to 2-7. while Carrick Swan had a 115 to 5 point victory over Ross Gray. And just incidentally, on under 19 A football, Feathered 6 11, Bracken's Oak 113 in the B Division Kickhams three sixteen 16 Kilroan 2-7 while Kilsheiland defeated Lockmore four seventeen to 7 points so that's uh, feathered into an under-19A football final where they'll face the winners I think of Galti and Ballina who played this midweek I think while in the B under-19 final it's Kickhams against Kilsheiland we're going to change to ladies football for a minute we will come back to the adult football and men's in due course with more analysis from Tom and Martin Quinlivan but uh, good evening I have to say to Tony Smith how are you Tony? How are you, Ronan. Big weekend for ladies football. We'll come to the feathered victory in just a moment. Before we do, let's just look at some of the other grades. Congratulations to Commercials, who had a significant win over Sarsfields in the senior B final.
5: They had indeed, Ronan, and I think they were always fancy to do it. And it was that period before half time where they clocked up the scores that put the distance between them, and they didn't have any great problems holding on in the end.
2: Yeah, 218 to 3 6 it finished there. Boher Lahan and Kappa White, there was only a point between them and Intermediate.
5: Yeah, I think I, I said that uh, during the week that um, uh, Captain have improved dramatically during the course of the campaign. And certainly their last group match in the semi-final, they, they really stepped forward. They seemed to get a good mix of uh, experience and youth. But I always felt that Boerland had a better balance and that was the way it panned out. But there was never anything in it. And it could have gone either way. There were chances there for for Voight. Uh, but I just felt that Boerland, the midfield of Boerland, C- Caitlin Downey, and Grace Maloney just gave them that little bit of an edge all through.
2: Well, Just in Junior A, there was wins for Lockmore over Moyne. In Junior B, Holy Cross had too much for Latin Cullen Emily. While in Junior C, I think it went to extra time this one, Belter, Golden Kilfeekal yes. finally overcoming Boerland by a single point, 117 to 116 after extra time. God, that sounds like a great game. It does. But again, what I think was remarkable there,
5: Ronan, is that was Boerland's second team. And that the second yes. team can be that competitive, and then you, if you went down to junior D, Feathered Second Team actually won it.
2: Which they did, fantastic. beat Rockwell Rovers. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Three thirteen to three two against Rockwell Rovers. So that's Feathered and, Second. And the team.
5: other match there that you mentioned that I would comment on is the Lockmore performance I thought Lockmore were excellent, and I think they'll be a big, a big danger to any team in intermediate next year.
2: Yeah, absolutely. They know how to. They know how to do things properly up in Lockmore. There's no two ways about that. They do
5: indeed, and, and a lot of those players have had experience with other clubs before the Lockmore club was formed. And certainly they showed it they showed it at the weekend. They were very impressive.
2: You gotta take your hat off to uh to clubs like Featherton Boerland getting to two county finals with their two senior teams.
5: I think that's a fantastic achievement, Roland, because like you you think about it, like you probably used up eighteen or nineteen players on your first fifteen and every team, no matter how weak they are, will always have three or four very good players, and that you can put out a second team that will compete with them. I think it's a marvellous achievement.
2: Absolutely. Um, Feathers against Brian Beruz was probably well flagged as being final pairings um, from a long way out. I mean, uh, that said... I know my Rovers gave Feathered plenty of it in the semi final, and um, I think Galti were in the other semi against Brian Bruce. Yeah, well,
5: Galti played Feathered, and Bruce played my Rovers. My
2: apologies. I've made me, yeah. me, me, me semi finals all over the place. But anyway, Not to worry. Feathered 115, Beruse, Brian Bruce 3 uh, 7. This is back to back titles for Feathered. They've come a long way in a short space of time.
5: They have indeed. As I, as I, as I said in the past. They've worked their way up right from junior being off to senior and now retaining a senior title. Now, after the semifinals, I, I was quite impressed with Brian Bruce in the semifinal, and I thought that they had improved quite a bit from the group stages and that they might put it up to Feather. But on the day, like Feather were very, very good, very, very impressive. And this Feather team, as we've said so often, very young team, they're going to be around for a long time if they can keep the motivation going because they definitely have the talent to do it. I mean, they have a fantastic midfield pairing, Lucy Spillane and Heather Spillane. They have scorers all over the place. They're solid at the back. They've just got everything in their favour if they can hold it together going forward.
2: And, you know, you make a point about how young they are. The under-19 championship, I think, is going to throw in in ladies' football very soon. And then a lot of those feathered senior footballers are going to be playing under-19. That's how gives you an indication of how young they are.
5: It does indeed. Then, like, I mean... In fairness to Brian Bruce, Brian Beruse battled the way right through the game. The goals kept them in it when they came, like they brought him back into it all the time. But Feathered always responded, and that's the difference. But a lot of the talented uh, Feathered players are actually underage for that under-19 competition.
2: Yeah, it's a a great... So how is it? What did they do in Feathered? They just got their act together.
5: I just don't know. I mean, obviously the people behind the scenes, Hammer and Willie Morrissey and these people have done a fantastic job. And they've just seemed to get everybody, you know, singing from the same hymn sheet and they're really, really doing the business.
2: Yeah, it's it's a tremendous story and uh we'll actually speak to Hammer in just a few minutes. Um Feather now go on to uh to Munster Championship, presumably.
5: Correct, Munster Senior Club Championship, as do all uh those, as do uh Borland going to the Interbeach Beach Championship and Lockmore going to the junior A championship.
2: Yeah, it's it's great for them and it continues and prolongs their season. I mean we saw so how a great uh, what a great time of it. Hone had last year, so uh, when they got to oh, yeah. two All Ireland finals yeah. in a row. Um, two All Ireland finals, uh, junior and, and intermediate. It was
5: a fantastic yeah. achievement,
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, so things are good, Tony. You've had a good weekend. Thanks a million for your time. <laughs> Thanks very much, Ronan. Not at all. Tony Smith, joining us there with news of those senior football finals. Let's have a quick word with a man who's uh, heavily invested in feathered ladies football, Michal Spalan. How are you, Michal?
6: Uh, good. you be good after the weekend one in Fairness. Uh
2: You have uh, a lot of household commitments to that feather team. I'm just wondering what kind of a what kind of a household you had in the week leading up to this. A lot of uh, tension, I'd imagine, around the breakfast table.
6: Not particularly on Um Sure, our house and a lot of houses in Feathered have been all football for the last couple of years with the girls and the um, sort a little bit of nervous, I suppose, excitement always, but sir, these girls will not hope I a run.
2: Maybe you're perhaps um, more nervous on the sideline with... Uh, have you three or four girls on that team? Four, Oh uh, yeah. Does that make for a nervous man on the sideline?
6: Uh, listen, Ron, we have four daughters, but to be honest, Ron, we've been working on girls for the last 15 years. You could say they're all our daughters at this stage. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, like, to a t- t- real family unit and... um they're all, they're all just a great
2: bunch to back it up with a back to back title Micheál how how pleasing is that when you see the journey that Feathers have been on for the last couple of years
6: after a run in fairness like if we go back um, in 2021 Ron, we played four championship games with the seniors and lost every single game and looked very very far off the mark um, we had one adult team and this year we have two adult teams and we won the junior D championship on Saturday and won the, our second senior um, yesterday two in a row and total the championship unbeaten beaten last year and this year. That was a huge turnaround from the girls. They always had the potential but it's just um huge amount of work for the girls and, and it's nice to see them get their, their, their rewards You know, it
2: doesn't I, always happen. It doesn't. Uh, you're absolutely right and you've been in sport long enough to know that Mihal. i I'm just wondering about you know the key to your success is keeping the team together. You know, they're a young team, lots of young girls that age want to go travelling, want to leave the country, want to be in this. What well, they all want to be in Sydney, from what I can make out anyway, at the moment. But you have, ha- have kept that nucleus together so much so that we made the point to Tony that a lot of them are underage for under 19, even. Yeah. We're
6: a very, very young team, uh, Ronan, that'd be correct. Um, and that's probably the fact that we're so young, so many girls are maybe 15, 16, that right they're not getting to the travelling age just yet. Um, and that's probably coming down the road, actually. And speaking of travelling, our, our captain from yesterday, actually, Kate Avey, is, is going to Australia there next week. So she's going to be a huge loss. Um, there has been a serious player for the club since the very start. Um, and they've been involved in all the great days for Federal League football. Kate has been there for a And mm-hmm. she's going to be irreplaceable. But um, that's life. She has to get on with it. And, and um, the world is a small place now. And we just wish Kate the best look and hope she comes back to us whenever she's. Gets tired of travelling, and <laughs> we would be delighted to have her back again, Ron? No doubt
2: about it. Um, the Munster Monster, champions—you go in there as temporary representatives.
6: That's right. We'll have um, Barry back in two weeks' time, Ron. How do you know all about one, that. One,
2: those that? Those guys. Was, um, they... We
6: have played them a few times over the years. They're Ashers, Super outfit. Um, Munster senior championships, 42 Waterford seniors in a row. Like Sir, don't need much more to be said, Ron. Is there really? Um, well, they're the any... most successful
2: sporting team in Ireland that I can make out. Anyway, don't think they get uh, the same team. column interest. Hey,
6: you could go further if you'd even run that said, like, 42 championships um, consecutive is, is unheard of, I think.
2: It pretty much is. Michael Ryan and his merry band out there are keeping things going and uh, that's a yeah. challenge for you, no doubt about it, because like, that, that's one of the blue ribbon teams in, in ladies football.
6: Actually, they're, they're a, a gold chip team, Danny Mac, um serious team, but like listen, um, we need to be stepping on it a bit now too, but it's going to be a huge challenge for us and um, looking forward to it, but... Um, another step up again of course though it is
2: listen you're under 19 boys doing well as you know you've mentioned that you've won two, two, two county titles junior D and senior this weekend a great weekend for Feathert listen Michal good talking to you yeah. continued success to you
6: super weekend under 19s are in a, um, a county final a bit commercials are which we haven't done in a long time in the under 19 a south final and uh, they had win great win yesterday in the county semi final so they're looking forward to their county final Yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh, so that's great
6: to see that too um, commercials have been on the King things there for the last good three years and it's great to see the next generation of fellows hopefully um trying to get it back up to senior and competing again in senior and going forward which be great to see it, so it It's
2: would. been far too long since he won his county senior title. You don't need me to tell you yeah. when it was but uh,
6: No I sure it's just twenty twenty two years ago now I just say two thousand and one is our last senior um so listen the first step was to get back up senior and then then worry about trying to win when it was.
2: Michal, enjoy um, I hope you enjoyed your weekend.
6: Uh, super, we're going to run. Super, we and going just uh, have everyone. Just the people of Feather's supporters have been unreal and there's huge support behind the team. And I just want to thank everyone for their sport over 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 throughout the years. So we're it. it.
2: Michal, thanks for your time. We'll talk soon.
6: Thanks, Ron. All the best. God thank bless, you.
2: and thanks. That's Michal uh, Spillane joining us there. Um, a man who you know keenly invested in, in Tipperary football throughout his playing years and all the rest, and now he's turns his attention to. Feathered ladies and having great success himself and uh, Willie Morrissey and the rest of the backroom team in Feathered we wish them well we have a break to take we'll have uh, the senior football semi-finals analysis on those and the intermediates after this commercial break
1: Extra Time on Tip FM brought to you by your winning local team at Real Estate Alliance R.E.A. own Dylan nina R.E.A. Stokes and Quirk Clown-Mel and R.E.A. Seamus Brown-Ross-Cray See realestatealliance.ie FM Sports Star of the Month with the Talbot Hotel Clonmel, multi award winning wedding specialists with state of the art leisure facilities and spa with food served daily. The Tip FM Sports Star of the Month. Get your nominations in now.
2: One texer says, Ronan, big congratulations to Bally Bacon Grange Junior C on their very first county championship on Saturday. That was in Camogie. Many congratulations to Bally Bacon and so uh, does it surprise me that's their very first county Championship for the club I, I suppose it shouldn't surprise me but uh, many congratulations to them I uh, hope they enjoy the weekend along with everyone else who won in the various grades in Camogie over the weekend Martin Quinn Livens on the line good evening you Martin good evening Ronan uh, lots to talk about and digest from the commercials Mile Rovers match uh, this was the close well I think Ilshilin ran commercials close in the first round of the round robin but this was a lot closer I think the Mile Rovers game than people expected particularly when you saw Mile Rovers form albeit the Lockmore match aside mm. earlier on in the year but they my M- certainly came into a bout of form in the latter stages of this championship
7: yeah, and uh, in fairness, if you looked at the bookmakers betting, it's, uh, is a lot tighter game than what the bookies had. In commercials, were one to ten or something was crazy stuff. No, we, we predicted this two weeks ago, Rona when we spoke, we said that Milerovers would look forward to playing commercials, like over storied history and a lot of these players like right, going going right the way back to under ten level, whatever commercials and Milerovers meet at whatever grade, whatever age. Uh, it's always a uh, you know it, it is deep game in both cases, and um, you know certainly the Milerovers lads left you know they. Walk away with their heads held high. They left nothing. They left them nothing in the tank. They gave it everything. Uh, and just the gap that commercials had built up before half time it proved to be too much for them in the second half. But um, certainly, yeah, my rovers, you know, they surprised the bookies and maybe a few pundits, but I don't think they surprised uh, you or I.
2: No, I, I, I can't say that. I. I... I agree with you. I think I always thought Milo Rovers had a bit of a free swing at this, and uh, the mm-hmm. history of Milo Rovers commercials would be such that you were never going to see anything other than a tight affair. Will Milo Rovers look back on this and opportunities missed particularly that time when um, Michael O'Reilly was dispossessed?
7: yeah I think so yeah that turnover and it's a fleeting goal chance um, you know could have got him back and certainly a goal at any stage when they were on top in the last 15 minutes or so uh, you know would have, would have been a game changer and it uh, would have been difficult for commercials to, to kind of regain the momentum they had all the momentum for 40 minutes uh, built up as I said a 5 or 6 point lead uh, looking comfortable probably left another 4 or 5 points out there at the start of the second half just through wrong options Peter McGarry twice off his late legs with Sean Kennedy, I think Sean O'Connor tried one. Uh, Collo Dilly dropped him into the goalie's hands. Like the cumulative of those in that. First ten minutes of the second half, and particularly when when Overs went down to fourteen men with the black card for Conor McGrath uh, you know would have pushed commercials out of sight. Um, they didn't. They left mine Overs and mine Overs then tore into the game, and you know Jack Harney kicked a wonder score. Danny, Danny Owens fisted one when he came off the bench, and Lee Boland was unerring as always. It seems against commercials from Freeze and one wonder score from the sideline rolling back the years, uh, and suddenly mine Overs were you know looking looking at commercials with that game moved into injury time, but. I think the Masters will also be happy enough that they saw, saw out the storm in that period because they had lost all their momentum but they never really gave up that goal as you said, except for that misplaced pass I think from James Morris, mm. uh, which they rescued the situation with, with, with a good tackle. And, uh, you know, they kind of they, they weathered the storm happy enough but they'll know themselves that you know, in key in, in that key stages when they look back at the video and see that they, they took a number of wrong options in shooting, maybe a number of wrong options for kick outs, didn't really contest hard enough on breaking ball. Mine overs kinda of really upped it in that regard and credit to them. And uh certainly commercials have no good into the final that uh JK Brackens will, will, will be well able to capitalize uh, if they get a slack again. So, um, you know, I think they'll take they'll take that lesson away and be glad to be in the final. Be glad to have beaten my Lovers because uh, you know that rivalry as you said is always there, and uh, they look forward to uh, to a final, which is a big day for Commercials. It's a chance for them. To join Featherton 21 titles um, most ever, and I think there's a couple of the commercials players also looking for what would be a seventh county medal, which I think would equal the record in the county like Salim Cronin and Buddy Fitzgerald and I think Tommy Sheehan might have around that number uh, and a number of the commercials lads can join them. So, big day for them, lot at stake, but uh, records and all of that is not what they're looking for, I'd imagine.
2: No, I'd so imagine I mean, it's... They're
7: looking a, it's for a performance, yeah.
2: A, yeah. I'm just wondering about the black carding of Kevin Fahey coming down the stretch and how much of a window that that opened for my lovers
7: well it did uh, commercials had to kind of reorganise a little bit and dropped off I wasn't impressed with the commercials tactic of dropping off to kick out all the time um, I would have felt with kind of the players that they have at their disposal in the middle third they might have wanted to force Shane Ryan to go along and you know take you know would, would have been expected to win the majority of that ball um, but they seemed to drop off you know, it's a 65 meters out, and give the short kick-out option to my rovers, and uh, yeah, you know that 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 had an effect. Kevin, obviously, <laughs> you know, he's a bit of a record of getting black cards in big games or commercials. You remember back to the Newcastle West one last year. Mm-hmm. I think he actually got black carded in the semi-final against my rovers last year, but commercials had a, a, enough of a lead to see themselves home. Um, yeah, no, look, I don't think there's any complaints. He 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 the uh, my rovers players as sidestepped them and got the black card offence, and, and he walked and effectively you know, there was 10 minutes left in the box so he was basically gone until injury time yeah. and uh, you know the extra man did count him but I think commercials you know it, it, there's almost two levels and you can see a, tr- a, a trend coming like on the front foot like you know, you think back to last year, even the performance below and against me more where it was completely front foot football. They're as good as probably what's around playing front foot football, but still a lot to learn when they're not actually on the front foot in terms of managing game and just you know, make, taking simple options, not putting ball at risk. There's a number of kickouts now that probably you know, in hindsight, were, 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 you know, were not necessary when they're an extra man, you know, chipping the ball over the midfield and the ball is intercepted and my rovers are on the attack again. So, like I said, I think the video will make interesting readings and I'm sure Ossie McConville Tommy Morrissey etc will be having a few words and a few lear- lessons to be learned from it but look that's not to take anything away from my lovers I think in fairness to them you know the, the, even their own staunchest supporters didn't give them much of a hope of winning yesterday and you know certainly with the start commercials had to turn it around and make it competitive going into injury time was a huge achievement for them and I think as you said having beaten a lot more and run commercial to us, they take a lot away from a season that after two games they may, they may win have been looking at a relegation scrap so yeah. you know they'll, and, and football we've said it before football needs manovers to be competitive and I think, uh, I think with the panel the players they have now and if, certainly if they can keep the likes of Liam Bowling Liam is living in the like now and you know it's not easy to keep committing but if Liam can keep committing and keep performing like he played yesterday um, you know yeah. I think they'll, 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 they'll be there or thereabouts in the coming years again
2: Stay R Martin because I'm also joined by Stephen Gleeson who was on commentary duty for both semi-finals good evening to you Stephen
7: even, more, even Your thoughts right.
2: on commercials? What you thought? What you think of them? Um, and the way that they managed that game, the game management really is the question I'm asking you.
8: Yeah, they, they looked like they were kind of holding the ball late on in the game, just trying to see it out. But uh, in another way, they were inviting Mile Rovers onto them. And uh, they had a few jittery moments, I thought, going down to home straight. I mean, they played, what, five games in the championship and two of them have been very close affairs. Really, the first match against Kilsheelan and this one against Mile Rovers. And the other three have been, you know, big differences between the two teams. So uh, if the game is close like that... Uh, you know, in the final, you'd give Brackens a lively shout going down the home straight if uh, if they're in it with about 15, 20 minutes to go. The other side of it is if Marshalls go. You know, well clear in the first half. Will Brackens be able to claw it back? I don't think they will. But uh, but go forward, I would I would give Brackens a decent shout in the final if they get everything right and if things go right for them, and they stay with uh, commercials and don't allow them that maybe five or ten minute period in a game that they seem to get where they kick on with a lot of scores and then they just seem to come back to the other team's level to some degree. Um, but uh, like uh, they weren't that convincing went out the home straight mm-hmm. for me. Like I actually thought that they would be a lack here I mean in the bookies they were odds on it was minus 7 I think in the handicap and the game was nothing like that you know it was a really close affair mile rovers when they actually tore into commercials I think uh they just found out something about themselves and they got a bit of success running down the middle at them as well commercials just seem to concede freeze and uh, the full forward for Mile Rovers as well able to kick him over to Barra Boland and you know that, that's kind of a route perhaps that uh, Brackens could work in work freeze down the middle and uh, Jack Kennedy will put him over from all over the field as well so look at Brackens will obviously be underdogs going into the final but I give him a shout at now
2: Let's talk about Brackens Church because Church had to play most of this game with 14 men But they certainly didn't go quietly as a result of that and arguably, you know, were able to manage the 14 men they had better than the numerical advantage J.K. Brackens enjoyed.
8: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, it was kind of like when A.J. Shanahan went off you kind of felt the momentum was big time with Brackens. They were five pints up, I think, with five minutes to half-time. Uh, Upperchurch had got a goal through Aaron Ryan, but Brackens hit back with a goal and all of a sudden you just said, this could be curtains, but uh, credit Upperchurch, They hung in there and uh, really went at Brackens and it, uh, it just suited the Upperchurch style to go attacking, attacking, and Brackens just were on the back foot a bit after that, and you wouldn't Really notice it that Upper uh, Church were a player down because they were working so hard for each other, I thought, on the field. And uh, as the game wore on, Brackens did have that energy, you know, basis that you get maybe from having that extra player. But Upper uh, Church clung in there right to the end and, you know, could easily have got a draw there. And it would have been a, a different game, an extra time, I think, had that happened. But, uh, like, Brackens had enough to see it out. I mean, mm. Paddy Cadell was immense for them there, I thought. And, uh, you know, Neil Quinlan is an excellent player, just running the field for them. And they've got lads there like Jack Kennedy, well able to kick points. And, you know, he put over a 45 you know, as a textbook type of uh, free taker there. So he was excellent for them and good players all yeah. over the field. But uh, it was a close game.
2: Martin, let me just bring you in for the final word. I mean, this is a Brackens team with Maybe not the same number of household names that commercials might have in terms of the football family that would know. But, like, you've got two Cadells. You've got Stephen Cal, you've Lorcan Egan, you've got uh, Jordan Maloney, you've got Jack Kennedy, as as Stephen had mentioned. They're serious footballers. Serious
7: footballers. They played in the county finals, remember? There were commercials in 2019. Yeah, I was at and, that, and that match and
2: I just felt that they never got to the pitch of the game.
7: No, and, and, and it's ironic, isn't it? They had to, If I remember correctly, they had to play a... a Premier Intermediate Final the previous weekend when they got a the last minute right. goal to beat Holy Cross and i probably celebrate it and uh, the following week had nothing left in the tank and next weekend they have to play a renegation day off against Upper Church again remember in Ireland so they turned their attention to Ireland but it's a, a really good JK Brackens team remember four, three or four years ago didn't they win a minor and under 21 and a junior county title in the one year and I think the senior team has kind of built out of those and as you said with Paddy Cadell back fit if they could get Tom Murphy and Dean McEnroe who I think both missed a semi-final at like the weekend back and get it before, because Tom Murphy is one of their main base centre back etc and a real quality player D McEnroe is elusive and hard to tie down but certainly J.K. Brackens I mean look J.K. Brackens beat my lovers comfortably enough in the first round They played commercials in the last two county league finals and, uh, you know, certainly I think they've been building up towards this day. And there definitely is a county title in J.K. Brackens with this group of players over the next couple of years. Now, the question is, uh, you know, if, if I think we know what J.K. Brackens are going to bring to the table. The question is what are commercials going to bring to the table? Yeah. And uh, if commercials hit, their A game. There's very few teams that live with them. But uh, if I think if, if, if they're not on us, then J.K. Brackens are as well placed as anybody to take them down.
2: Lads, I'll thank you for that, Stephen and, and uh, Martin, and I'll, I'm sure we'll be previewing this game in due course. Thanks for your efforts tonight. Thanks, Ronan. That's uh, Martin Quinn Levin and Stephen Gleeson bring us their thoughts. I'm going to uh, Tom McGrath on the line. Hey, Tom. Hello, Ronan. Tom, I'll come to your thoughts on, on senior in a few minutes, but I do want to delve into intermediate, which sometimes de- throws up some some really really interesting games, and we're going to have an intermediate final between Grange Mokler and Aherlow. Not particularly surprised that those two have made it to the final.
9: Um yes and no, I suppose. Yeah, Grange Mockler have been knocking at the door there for the last couple of years and probably I I thought maybe I might have given him the kiss of death there a couple of a couple of weeks ago, like it's all in his favour, but um probably thing had changed a little bit in the interim then. Um the start, so had a had a uh, the comprehensive win over Fetter in the quarter final and I was inclined to think, yeah, there's a kick left in them but um yeah they they came a cropper against against on, on, on last Saturday and that was that was a little bit of a surprise in my eyes now. But the then,
2: margin was two thirteen to eight points, very comprehensive yeah. and the Grogan's still able to do it.
9: Yeah well you see form might be temporary they said but class is permanent and you know Barry Grogan is a gem of a forward like and kind of you know, right, it's you're you're, you're he won't mind me saying it. It's it's, it's second-level football at the minute, but are a proud club, and they'll, their aspiration is to get back up senior because they feel that they're entitled to be up there, and they're going the right way about it, and he's he's a guy that's kind of a, a good forward at this time of the year. He's invaluable, and Barry Grogan was, was the man. He was the, he was the target man last, last week. Okay, there was other lads too, but he had the experience and had the, the bit of guile and bring other lads into it as well. Like and he was he was a guy that made a, made a serious difference coming down the stretch because like don't to his level at half time like and um like Arlo restricted Sarcellus to one point in the second half like so they had to do something very right. And Sarce probably would kick themselves smartly. they they left a few chances behind them early in the second half when they might have given a bit of momentum and then Two goals came to space for a couple of minutes and that drained the content, the the confidence, the energy, everything out Because like, this time of the year a goal is a huge score in football.
2: Like. Yeah, it is no doubt about it. Uh congratulations Aherlow. Grange Moakler had two t- two twelve to seven points. Easy enough win now over Galti Rovers.
9: Yeah, kind of again, um, maybe not a huge surprise to win it, but I think again the margin. Like so, Green Smolter, you know, they're getting a bit of a, a, a bit of experience on the sideline as well with Charlie McGiver involved with him, and that's that's the thing that you know clubs can. It's the impact a, a different voice and fellow with experience of big days and all that can bring. Like, and as long as the, the fellows that he's dealing with. They buy into the thing and stick to the stick to the plan. I think Grange Moakler have the lads that's, that's capable of doing that. So look, it's going, a, it's going to be a a very interesting final as well.
2: Like, I think it will and uh, Grange Moakler and Arlow two teams that view themselves perhaps as, as senior in waiting and uh, only one of them will go up. What we did learn at the weekend though is Arvale Rovers uh, will survive as a senior football team next year at the expense of Rockwell Rovers. Uh, it was always going to be uh, you know, the West were going to suffer as a result of this senior football relegation dogfight.
9: Yeah, well, they were going, yeah, the way the thing was worked out, it was said there was, there was three out of four going to go down, like, and, you know, the, 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 the contest was was to be, not to be the third team, like, because the way the draw worked out, there was two, like, it was, there was two out of three, two or three going to go anyway, like, so you didn't, you you wanted to be the third team, really, like, and then, it's a question then of, once you got over my, so my gone down and so um, yeah, Araville survived and look to be to be strange seeing to see, see Araville gone going back to intermediate. Track. But the other side of it is, it's it's probably a travesty to see Rockwell Rovers going gone back down as well because they they had acquitted themselves very decently in the in the in the senior championship for the last couple of years as well. Like so, yeah. like and and the Carnty then, you know, they've been they've been battling away. The their limited limited resources, and you know they're. They're, they're all going to find her to come back up now because like there's, there's going to be a couple more going down next year like
2: do you know what as well and I'm going to have to move on on this but credit drum an inch you might think that they once the hurling probably finished their interest in gated games might have diminished but they put up a show in the Tom Cusack beating Ballyporeen two twelve to 2-9 and they'll meet K- Aher, Art Finnan I should say in the final who defeated Care in, in that Tom Cusack it's a bit of silverware you might might not you know it's not, it's not yeah, to our like, cup but still no.
9: yeah no it's it's there it's something it, I mean like the, the competitive juices never leaves people's bodies like you know, when they put on the jersey and walk between the white line and there's a contest there like there's something very wrong with the human being if they don't if they don't take on that challenge like and you know from an inch I suppose suffer a little bit more that there'd be more of their aches at the end the hurling basket rather than the football basket but they have the football now they were no they were no slouch Intermediate champions two years ago, either I no, true. No, they were, were well capable of it, and I mean, they beat Grange Walker in the final, and beat them with a bit to spare. Like they're got a great display inside like the stadium. So yeah. they're going after they're going after Tom Chilcote now. Anyway, that's the
2: thing to do. Tom, I got to fly I've loads to cover, and I'm running out of time. So I'll talk to you. No doubt, I'll talk to you next week, my friend.
9: Yeah, yeah, okay,
2: Ross. That's uh, Tom McGrath. Um, we have a break. To take. We'll be back with more after this. <laughs>
1: Extra time on tip FM brought to you by your winning local team at Real Estate Alliance, OREA Own Dylan Nina, OREA Stokes and Quirk Clan Mel. and OREA Seamus Brown Ross Cray. See realestatealliance.ie. Let's just turn
2: our attention to rugby for just a minute. Uh, congratulations, to Nina Ormond, who got there. AIL Championship uh, up and running at the weekend with a good win there was defeats for Clonmel and Cashel but a big win for Go- Kilfiegel District in the All-Ireland Cup they defeated Cook of Belfast in that it's on the rugby thing Paul Carroll's on the line how are you Paul? How
10: are you Good evening
2: yeah. How are you? And uh, I know you've been in the Stade de France for the last two weekends uh, the All-Black or the South Africa game and then the Scotland game how do they compare?
10: So they were both uh, unbelievable. I saw different games. South Africa game was probably one of the, the tensest sporting occasions I've ever been at. You couldn't really take your eye off it for the for the 80 minutes and straight down to the end. You, I, I thought Ireland were going to be best when South Africa got the penalty uh, in the corner at the end. The Scottish game was obviously a bit more one-sided, but uh, the atmosphere for both was just unbelievable. And um, I was just thinking there, I, I've, I've been to four Ireland rugby matches in total, and three of them have been at the Stade de France. And Ireland have won all three, so I'm I'm putting a a bit of a shout to anyone in the RFU. Get me tickets for next weekend and we can keep the streak going and uh, beat New Zealand in the Stats of France.
2: Well, I spent a long time as the Munster Magpie. Every time I went to to a a final with Munster for a long time in the early noughties, we seemed to lose. So I'm glad you're having a different experience than one (laughs) I I enjoyed over those times. But uh, these are heady times for Irish sport. But I thought myself in this Scotland game on Saturday night that looking at the defensive line Scotland had set up in the first try after 90 seconds, there was just no way I could see Ireland not scoring six or seven tries and therefore not winning.
10: Yeah, it was, they were just so clinical, Ireland, throughout that first half. And even after they got the first try, it was 5-0. And Scotland came down then and were inside Ireland's 22, got a couple of penalties and went for the corner both times. And, you know, like hindsight, you would have said maybe kick it over, but they needed tries to get through so you could understand why they went for it. But how well Ireland defended that, I'd say that just sucked any sort of kind of confidence and momentum that Scotland had. And you know, Ireland were able to hold out and then up the other end, so clinical through the hands out the back. And then the forward up at the line as well. It was it was unbelievable, and yeah, so it was a, an unbelievable atmosphere all around. the Tony, the only stain on this whole trip is the fact that our flight from uh, Gatwick to Shannon has been delayed twelve hours. So I was meant to fly out of here at one o'clock this afternoon, but I'm going to be here to uh, one o'clock this evening or one o'clock in the night. At the earliest, so. It's an awful
2: <laughs> waste of time hanging around an airport, Paul. If we do lose against the All Blacks on Saturday and you're not there, I think everyone in Tipperary now knows who's at fault. Well,
10: now, now Ireland have an out. They've a, they've an excuse, so they can use
2: that. <laughs> All right, Paula. Good luck with the ticket rush for next week. Take care. Good luck. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Take it easy, Paul. Carroll on his way back to Tip FM towers after his exploits in Paris. Barry Ryan from the TSDL is on the line. How are you, Barry? How are you Ronan? Lots to talk about after another weekend of action and I suppose the first thing to say is from a Clamwell Town point of view they've stopped the rot in terms of their losses but they will look back and think that a game against Tipperary Town is one that should be winning.
11: Yeah, look, I suppose um, they would have targeted three points without a doubt. Um, But I think with the the run they've been on and the last, you know, the turmoil over the last five or six weeks, I think maybe they'll get out of there with a point and down a lot of bodies and stuff like that and think, look, it's something to build on. Um, With the FBI Junior Cup coming next week, which is always a welcome distraction, way if the league isn't going well. So maybe take the point um, and move into a big FBI game at home, the two-mile burst. And, you know, the lower of a cup run can turn a season. It's often done that.
2: Yeah, well, you have... Essentially, a big two emerging now with St. Michael's home win against Clamel Celtic. Peak Villa with a home win against Tumal Boris. Are you seeing a bit of clear water now between those two and the rest?
11: Oh, they, look, the gap is probably bigger than it's ever been. Um, even like Tumal Burris, really, they'll take, a lot of, um, they'll take a lot from being 1-0 up at half time in Turles. But I suppose the fact that all of us, you know, never doubted that Peak Filler would come back and win the game probably says where Pete Filler are at a little bit at the moment. You knew the goals were coming and they're relentless fitness-wise. They go right to the end. Um, and the goals came in the last 20 minutes uh, and they could have got a couple more. And as for St. Michael's, the one thing they're doing this season is they're scoring a lot of goals. That was an issue last season. They were winning games 2-1, 1-0. This season, St. Michael's are putting teams to the sword. I reckon they'll have more goals scored in the league by Christmas than they would have in the whole of last season. Um, And I think Gris O'Regan has been a big factor in that. Um, He was electric and unplayable on Sunday against Thomas Celtic.
2: Yeah, it it really is impressive. And you're talking about goals scored. Kerr Park went down to the bridge and... Down to Green Lane and put eight past them in the Munster Junior.
11: Yeah, look, Goldbergs were a little bit depleted. They were pretty much down to their bare bones with three or four key players missing, which is always something they would not be able to to do without. But full credit to Clare. What good teams do in those situations is they go and they're completely rootless. And that's what Clare have been doing. And about one game against Big Villa, which was always going to be a big ass, Clare have done their business in every other game. And even seeing Pat Quinn coming up with a couple of goals and stuff, uh, brilliant to see him back on the scene as well.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. You've got uh, in the first division there wins for Cashel Town against St. Michael's Peak Villa against Galbally while the game between Town and V didn't take place but uh, that's a big win I think for Cashel Town.
11: Yeah, look, they're starting to put the results together now and they look ominous in, in the first division. I think they're going to take an awful lot of stopping. I always feel the Cash and Town are a Premier Division club um, and I always feel the Premier Division is a better place when they're there. There's a lot of good players um, in Cash and none more so than Owen Byrne um, and I think everyone would like to see them back in, in Premier Division football and I, I have no doubt that they will be.
2: You mentioned the FAI next week. Uh, what should we look out for?
11: Um, I, I suppose North Tip our crony have a glamour tie against St. Michaels um, our crony been going really really well in mm. North Tip but um, I, you know St. Michaels are formidable at the moment but I think they'll, they'll relish the, you know having such a, a big club like St. Michaels rock in the North Tip I think that'll be interesting I think Clomentown and Burris will be really interesting Burris have no points on the board haven't won a game this season um, and, but I think they, like everybody in this situation, they might smell a little bit of blood. Clameltown haven't been going well and they might feel there's a chance for a big, big scalp. Whereas Clameltown Town will feel, right, can we launch our season in this game? So that's the game I'll go to and the game I think could be a really, really big game um, and will probably be the big game in the TFDL, in India FA Junior Cup.
2: On paper, Clomel Celtic against Powerstown should be one-way traffic, but my Rovers are finished for the year. I'm just I'm not saying that that's going to swing it Powerstown's way, but maybe...
11: Well, look, it's another little bit of a derby in Clomel. And, you know, Celtic will, will, will probably, you know, be in that position where there are the big guns coming into, you know, into that game. And Powerstown will be, will be motivated. Um, and look at Clomel Celtic's result at the weekend and maybe, you know, smell a little bit of an upset. But to be fair to Clomel Celtic, they've been foot perfect until last yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Um, and I had mentioned on the programme last week that I didn't feel the performance against Clomel Town was going to give them any chance against St. Michaels. That's another step. But I think in terms of and Celtic have taken a step forward, um, and I think they'll write off that game last week. And, you know, they're, they're having a really good season.
2: And they won playing badly against town, I think, which is also a
11: good season. Yes, yes, I, yeah, they didn't hit their levels either. Yeah. And they've won every other game and they're having a really, really good... Time. I think they would have taken the hand off yeah, for the start of the season that they've had.
2: I've got to fly, Barry. My thanks for your time tonight. Thanks a million, Ronan. Take it easy. Barry Ryan uh, with news on the TSDL. Just before we go off air, very significant book launch on Saturday night. While some of us were focused on their television sets and what was going on in Paris, Noel Dundon was launching the book. How are you, Noel? Good evening, Ron. How are you? Very well. You've written a book on the contribution of Pat Stakelam to the life of the infrastructure and the fabric of Tipperary JA. For some of our younger listeners, you might remind them who Pat Stakelam was.
12: Yeah, I suppose Pat, Pat Stakelam was uh, an iconic figure of the Tipperary uh, hurling scene back in the, the late 40s and into the 50s, uh, he was centre-back on the team that won the 49-50-51, three all-earns in a row, um, was captain of the team in 49, Uh, also would have won um, uh, three county senior hurling championships with Holy Cross, Barry Cahill, and uh, when he retired, um, and not long after retiring, in fact, he became county board secretary uh, for a couple of years as well until, until illness forced him to uh, step away from that. But he was selected in for many, many years with uh, various Tipperary teams, including the senior Hurland team uh, in the famous 1984 uh, centenary year. Um, when when we lost out to Cork in that Munster final at Central Stadium, so uh, a huge figure in Tipperary GA and in Holy Cross Valley, Cattle GA, but probably an even bigger figure in Doolin's because he yeah, was, was one of the founding members. Yeah, one
2: yeah. of the founding members of Doolin's which is what an academy that is, and what a legacy for him.
12: Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know that um, Pat and and Michael Murphy, who captain tipped to win the sixty four uh, All Ireland, they were both founding members and uh, amongst. Many others, and I don't know if, if at the time they could have predicted that Doris would will become such a, a, a huge uh, institution in in the, the town and in Tipperary Ga, one of the one of the most successful juvenile clubs in the country. Michael Murphy um, also it, Holy Cross, yeah. No, Thomas Mur- Ashes. Oh, sorry. Arches, sorry. Arches, oh, Michael yeah, Murphy, yeah. sixty
2: four captain. Sorry, I am thinking of Michael Maher. My apologies. So. Yeah,
12: no, Michael Murphy, yeah, sixty four captain. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean hurling was at a very very low ebb. Juvenile hurling was at a very low ebb. In Torlas at that time, in the in the mid to late seventies, when the idea of Doolasog was mooted, and um, uh, do you know, uh, Pat Stakem, of course, wasn't a tallest man, but uh, he was prepared to throw the bones in there and, and put the shoulder behind it. Um, and indeed, it was a factor. a lot of the the founding members of Doolasog, a lot of them actually weren't native Torlas people at all, but um, they could see the benefits that, that could be derived from having a strong uh, juvenile club. And Pat was president of the club right up until the day he died
2: hmm. I mean you look back in the 49-50-51 team I mean John Doyle was relatively young into that team he'd have had the Rattler Burn in that team um, you know fellas names that trip off the tongue you know I mean Paddy Maher's grandfather was probably one of the captains of that tr- three in a row
12: he was gone, actually. Was um, he? Oh, yeah, he he was gone. Uh, uh, John John Mayor, you're you're speaking of there. Um, he he wouldn't he have actually important. been the grandfather of Paul Rick Mayor. So they were the same family, but he wouldn't have been his grandfather. But uh, John John Mayer retired after forty five. He captained Tip India All Ireland in nineteen forty five, and in fact, Pat Stakely captain Tip in the Minor All Ireland on the same day. Uh, Tipper unexpectedly. Beaten by uh, a fine Dublin minor team uh, on that day in 1945. So part of the he tells part of the story in the book, or part, the book tells part of the story, I should say, of the the huge disappointment of losing that minor final in 45, but but having the sort of resilience to get up and get on with it again and come back, and you know just just like four years later he's captain of the Tipperary senior team, yeah. winning an All Ireland, which which was incredible really, and all that came about because Holy Cross Belly won the county final in 48 and the uh, club had the nominating of the captain at that time.
2: Noel, I wish you the very best with it. Available where? All good books av-
12: av- Available in most places Yes uh, and The and family Are delighted When they asked me to do this They wanted to get the story Out there And they're delighted That, that, that Pat's story Is there now um, the, the, I suppose the sad part Of being that Pat Isn't around himself oh, You know But um, such is life
2: Listen It's too early To use the C words But if you're looking For a stocking filler I can't think of a better one Noel I wish you <laughs> the very best With it
12: Thanks,
2: Roland. Thanks very much. Well, well. Noel, Noel Dundon joining us there. And fittingly, uh, Holy Cross Ballycal won the County Under-19A hurling final at the weekend. That's all we've time for. Eno Connor produced way over time. Talk to you next week. Good night and good luck.